Welcome to How's Your E-Presence on Business Radio X. This show was produced by ePresence, and I am Mark Galvin, the founder and CEO of that firm. We are coming to you live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio inside the Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. So, How's Your E-Presence is a show designed to help business people and companies just do well, social media better. And, you know, you could ask, why is that so important? And maybe you're, you're one of the, the folks out there that yeah, may not really get social media yet. Well, why is it important? It's because you need to stay relevant today. And one of the ways that you stay relevant is by staying on social media and being active and engaging on social media. If you're someone that is in your, oh, let's say your 50s, you want to be relevant, well, you better jump on social media and make sure that your audience sees you as relevant. You can also stay on top of a lot of you know, various forms of digital marketing here, listening to How's Your E-Presence, because we're always talking about some of the changes that are going on in the social media world. So we want to help you stay on top of the game. So listen here. We'll, we'll do what we can to give you the tools each and every month that will help you do that a little better. Our company, ePresence, manages social media for you, the individual. ePresence can launch a social media profile for you. Why? Because that's where business is done. Business is done on an individual basis. In fact, when you meet my guest here today, he and I wanted to have a face-to-face talk because we were curious about how our businesses would interact. We did not do this just over the phone, but you can see through social media, we were able to build a rapport even before we met up because people do business with people and people interact online with people. So get active online and you will find that social media will help you achieve some of your goals. Now, when it comes to ePresence, you can find us online at epresence.me. That's epresence.me because it's all about you. Check us out there. You can see a lot more about how our firm tries to achieve the mission of helping you be more successful uh, on your own social media. Now, If you would like to ask a question about social media anytime, anywhere, hit me on any of the social media platforms that are out there. My handle is easy. It's ePresenceMG. It's the same everywhere. I call it my universal social media handle. So this is true on Twitter. It's the true on Facebook, on LinkedIn, you name it. You can find me using that handle, ePresenceMG. But I will tell you this. You want the fastest response? Hit me on LinkedIn. I'm all over LinkedIn. So ePresenceMG, shoot me a message anytime, and I will be happy to answer that question. And you know what? If it's a good question, who knows? I may bring it up right here on the show next month. So today, what is today all about? I've got this awesome guest here. Uh, you know, there's a thing, and some of you that have listened to the show a lot know I like sports. Uh, and this guest is a uh, is an athlete. He's a guy that loves sports as much as I do. And he is a, uh, a graduate, uh, post-grad of the University of Georgia, and I like that too. My guest today is Brian Fitch of the Carbon Thread Agency. Welcome, Brian. Mark, thanks for having me. Glad you're here, man. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about the Carbon Thread Agency. What do you guys do? Yeah, so it's digital marketing, content marketing, uh, working with businesses, um, even you know athletes and, and entertainers um, from a standpoint of identifying the channels in which they need to best communicate their, their brand on. Okay. Um, especially if you're a business owner, small to medium size, franchise owner or whatnot, um, I always try to communicate to clients and say, hey, think of your website as your digital storefront. 
That's good. That's good. And everything you do outside of that, whether it's social, whether it's paid media, whether it's SEO, that is designed to drive traffic back to your your main page. And then you educate and provide value to the people that you you drive in and you try and nurture those relationships to hopefully turn those visitors into leads and leads into customers. So this is really cool. So you're focusing on digital media. Really, it's that personal space, kind of like us, Mm -hmm. uh, where we're driving that that personal social media. And honestly, LinkedIn is probably our number one format. Yeah, sure. You are looking at something a little more diversified, Mm -hmm. right? You're going to identify where they need to be best. And if it's a website, let's make Mm -hmm. it the website. I got a feeling based on the description of your clients, websites where you're going to start. A lot of times is exactly where we start. Yeah, Yeah. they're almost their own business. Mm Mm-hmm. So, uh, so that's really cool. And uh, do you have any famous people you can you can mention that you work with? Or uh, actually, one of the guys that I work with now is uh, Bakari Sellers. He's on uh, CNN okay. all the time. They recently just launched a show, um, and we're doing some things more so on like Instagram, helping him create content and things of that nature. Um, but we worked with other athletes um, in various forms and helping them create content as well. And so it's it's just a matter of you know doing what works well for them, learning from it, and then figuring out exactly how we get better and, and turning that around to the next client and it's cool. share the information and insights that we gain from it. Yeah, what you do is uh, you, you produce a very high-end product. Mm-hmm. You are hands-on. Yes. Uh, like what we'll do is we get people active on LinkedIn, but we're not creating content. Mm. Now, I'll tell you right now, that's not our mission. We don't create content. And so, folks, you can see why Brian and I have very similar lanes. If, if someone came to me and said, I need – a whole personal yeah. profile makeover from soup to nuts, yeah. and and that personal brand is at the forefront. You're a good guy to go to, I'm yeah, guessing. For sure. Yeah. So um, you have, a, I hear you have a podcast. I do. So tell me about this. I think you're a co-host or something like that. Yeah, it's called the QB, um, and so it's exactly what you may be thinking. It's about the position of. Of quarterback about right. the QB right about the QB <laughs> and, it's and, a good title right there yeah yeah, yeah. And, and and my co-host is, his name is Quincy Avery and it's obviously his first initial and yep. his first name is Q and mine's is B and our producer actually no now that shut out. up You're, yeah. it's not about Quincy <laughs> and Brian it's about the QB right right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. he's like you know what? we should oh. just call it the QB oh, that's cool right. um, but it's been a it's been a fun um, fun thing to do because we have you know you see ESPN you see all kind of things out there as far as you know every sports analyst you you sit down with they're talking X's and O's but what we're doing is we're interviewing quarterbacks to dig into like their mindset a bit Mm -hmm. and try to identify exactly what makes them special and we're finding like a commonality between all of them and we've had the pleasure of introducing of interviewing guys like a Deshaun Watson, a Josh Dobbs, oh, cool. uh, oh, wow. Trent Dilfer. Yeah. We had uh, Jordan Palmer on when our last episode, who's Carson Palmer's younger brother. Wow. And, I mean, these guys have just been giving us phenomenal insights on. So where do you record this? So we, the first few episodes we recorded was actually right off the north side at a Creative Sound Concepts. Oh, you know, uh, you know yeah. my phone number if you need somebody to. You know, be your you know engineer. I, I'd be happy All to right, be there. <laughs> I'm you to I'd be mic. I'd be happy to sit there. You don't want to put me on a mic. I'd be happy to. No, I'm just kidding. But it is uh, that is really cool. Now mm-hmm. you weren't a QB. I was not. Now I'm I'm sitting here looking at you. Mm-hmm. Nobody else can see this. Mm-hmm. You, you're you're not as you're not tall enough to be a QB. Right. <laughs> now no, you like probably Russell could. Wilson or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah he, <laughs> but he's how tall he's is he? Is he five? He's under 10, six. Five, 11, oh, that's right. Pushing yeah. it. Yeah. Well, yeah. He's he's a Tyler unique guy because of that. Without a doubt. But uh, so your sport was basketball, and you were not a forward. No, (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so you were you were the point guard. Yeah, played one and two in college. That's um, sweet. Yeah, played four years at Morehouse. Four uh, years. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I was on a partial scholarship and. Bravo, man. Yeah, we won a lot of games. We won a conference championship. Played oh, that's in the, cool. Uh, yeah, played in the, the national tournament, Division II, uh, two, Sweet. three years while I was there. Well, that's that's notable. Yeah. Well done. Yeah, we enjoyed it. It was fun. So you see mm-hmm. the intersection of sports and business oh, every day, yeah. don't you? Mm-hmm. We'll get into that. Okay. Um, I'm going to I'm going to do a little bit of social media update gotcha. stuff here, but I may want to jump into a little bit of your sports background. And some mm-hmm. and the people that have listened to this show a lot know that I think that that is a very complementary aspect of business today. If you've come out of if you've had a sports uh, sports experience you've played it as a young person and you get into mm-hmm. business it is it is not for naught right. that you have uh, an athletic uh, background teamwork and 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 uh, uh, what's that word that you use when you do a lot and you don't l- run out of gas it's called uh, yeah, it it means when you work hard and you you're willing to go further than someone else. Oh, like you just give it 110 percent or yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, all yeah, that's good. There, there's a good yeah. word there. That I can't remember what it is. I'm doing a bad job describing. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not and on live radio, it's kind of stinks right. that I can't <laughs> remember that. Uh, but you did some other things. And so just a quick highlight is you you did you worked with Accenture. Mm-hmm. You were VP of Strategy at SunTrust Bank. Not necessarily in that order. Mm-hmm. You've worked with Bank of America, PNC Bank, J.P. Morgan mm-hmm. Chase, First Data. Blue E-Cigs, mm-hmm. I don't know that one, uh, and Clayton Holmes. And so you've worked through those, and that was with Accenture. Did you work with those folks? So uh, all the banking um, experience, a lot of that came from Accenture. So that was actually the first um, introduction to, like, the digital world for me. Gotcha. Um, a okay. lot of the projects that we worked on was around digital transformations, and it was banks just trying to figure out, you know, how do we adapt in this new environment? And right. a lot of what we were doing was – twofold fintech is tough yeah fintech there's a lot but they're a little bit more um advanced than just like your traditional bank or your credit union or something like that or your community bank um but they were trying to figure out how to introduce more self-service channels into the branches and then um at the time when i was you know working with accenture they were also trying to figure out how to communicate to clients on facebook and communicate Ah. to clients on twitter and you know considering all the regulatory Things you have to be mindful of when you're de- dealing with financial information and yeah, personal tough. information. Yeah, it's That's a, a very good, very point. sensitive thing yeah. that you have to be mindful mindful of. So we help. We worked with a lot of banks to guide them through that process. That's brilliant. Yeah. We have a few uh, fi- uh, financial analysts that are clients, mm. and we don't touch finance on their feeds. We we may post something from the approved corporate site mm. when it comes to finance. The rest of it is puppy dogs and kittens yeah. right um it is just uh just building their brand out yeah. there because you can't go wrong talking about puppy dogs and kid- kittens unless the dogs are, are investing their money sure so yeah. you just you gotta be careful there well let's talk a little social media stuff okay. checking out the time i've got uh five or six minutes here we'll we'll jump into new updates going mm-hmm. on since last month the first thing i I, I've experienced this, and, and Brian, I'm kind of curious if, mm-hmm. if and you're on LinkedIn, you find out that LinkedIn's just acting silly. LinkedIn really is kind of a goofy site at times. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to a good friend who's who's well-versed in LinkedIn, and we both feel like LinkedIn is kind of like, it's definitely the stepchild of where Facebook is. Facebook mm-hmm. has a gazillion programmers. They're constantly working on ways to make it better and it's the way facebook works so seamlessly is from a gazillion of investment dollars Mm -hmm. and r d and a b testing the whole bit yeah so i I just i want to mention this because if you are on linkedin and you're trying to post 
on LinkedIn and tag someone, this happens to me all the time. Mm-hmm. So after the show, I will post something and I'll mm-hmm. tag you in okay. Brian. And I'm going to have a hard time tagging you. I'm going to put the <laughs> at sign. I'm going to start typing your name. You and I are connected on LinkedIn and you're not going to, it's not going to uh, pop up for some reason. And I'll end up backspacing a few times mm-hmm. and trying it again. So that is just part of LinkedIn's yeah. environment. For those of you that get sh- that struggle with that, it's not you. This is just simply just LinkedIn. It's just, it's a little squirrely at times, yeah. if you yeah. will. But remember this, LinkedIn's reach is huge. Their organic reach is fantastic. What is organic reach? It's the non-paid reach. So if you're posting something on LinkedIn, you can reach a lot of people. LinkedIn mm-hmm. is still pushing that out there. So great. If I'm going to, you know, the question is, you've got organic reach. How do I make my post that's organic mm-hmm. reach even more people? And there's a couple tips, and I love highlighting this. Number one, you want to make sure you're posting a, something with a photo. You want to make sure you're tagging the people in it, organizations, tag the organizations. That's, that's great. Do some hashtags. But do not, do not put a link in the post. Don't put a link to an outside article. Don't put a link to somebody else's website. As soon as you drop a link in there, LinkedIn sees it as not as important. It's not they don't see it as you're being um, genuine. Mm-hmm. It's the way the algorithm mm-hmm. figures out that mm-hmm. you're you're truly interacting. Yeah. So uh, as soon as you put a LinkedIn, you're not going to reach as many people. So li- take the link out or put it in comments. Mm-hmm. So this is a trick. The LinkedIn hack that I'll do. I went in. I shared two different articles at a time. One, uh, both of them from the Wall Street Journal. Okay. And it was on uh, one was they're both about social media. So very similar lanes. And one, I put the link in comments, mm-hmm. and the other one, the link was normal, just as a post in the in the body of the regular regular post. I tripled my reach on the post that had the link in the comments. So, quick trick: I'm not saying yeah. do this all the time. It takes a little extra time, mm-hmm. but do that if you have something you think is that you want a lot more people to see. And another good hack is if you know someone else on LinkedIn that has a ton of connections. Mm-hmm. I would work on building a relationship with a series of people that have a lot of connections and ask them if they will make it a habit of liking your posts and you'll like their posts because you'll end up pushing it to more audience members mm-hmm. by you'll, you'll engage their audience. All they got to do is like it. They yeah. can comment. That's good. But like it. Don't share it. Never share a post. Only like or comment on posts. Mm-hmm. And it will help reach. It'll help push your f- post to show up in all of your connections feeds because it'll link. will say, oh, this is really important. And you've got some people you interact with some. You got yeah. people you interact with all the time. So, for example, you post something, I see it. Yeah. But if you post something, the person that you never interact with may not see it, even though mm-hmm. you're connected to them. Mm-hmm. But the more people that like it and comment on it, We'll push it into the into their feed. So that's a quick yeah. way to make sure your organic reach is I is optimized. It. Yeah, for sure. Um, one of the things that I'd love to pass on to a new topic here. One of the things I'd love to ask is this: If any of you out there are seeing good uh, analytical sources for LinkedIn, I'd like to hear about these. So here's an example: uh, There is a new system, and I'm not going to mention it here today, but there's something I'm using that helps gives me give me analytics on individual profiles. That's what I'm mm-hmm. looking for because okay. LinkedIn doesn't give you that automatically. Right. Yeah. So anyone listening, if you have something that works really well, I'd like to get your feedback. Drop it. Drop me a note. You can, of course you can hit me on LinkedIn. I'm at epresencemg. I'm looking to do some research to find a better way to provide analytics on the personal profile. So send me whatever you got. I'd love to hear more about that. And I'm going to also, I'm going to do a shameless plug here. I'm about to, we're going to do a show that uh, we do have some shows that we do outside of the uh, Business Radio X office. 
And uh, one of my prior business radio guests was this guy named Adam Shapiro. I should introduce you to Adam. Okay. He's a cool dude. His 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 um, his company is Sales Reform School. He is. Um, I've talked to a lot of people that do this kind of work. Mm-hmm. I think I think Adam's pretty brilliant. So he and I are going to do four shows. We're just going to do one a quarter for the next year. We're doing it uh, um, from probably my dining room and drop that information coming up. So look for that. We are mi- Our mission is this. We want to push people to the edge. We kind of want to piss people off because mm. that's how people learn sometimes, yeah. right? Did you yeah. ever have a coach scream at you? All the time. Uh, yeah, yeah, right? Pushing <laughs> Every you. Every day. Trying to make you your best. <laughs> right. We, c- we think that there's some things out there in the business world that people are doing that are just stupid. And we want to sit down and say, you know what? If you're doing X, that's just stupid, right? If you're on LinkedIn and you're mm-hmm. dropping 20 posts a day, that's just stupid. Mm-hmm. And we want to talk about those things yeah. because we feel like we can help out a lot of folks. So we're looking, we're going to work on how do you build revenue through uh, good sales skills mm-hmm. and couple that with social media. So we're going to do four of those shows. I'm excited about that. We're going to do the first one in September. So look for that coming up yeah, in really September. Cool. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. I want to we, check that out. We may want to have you in there and uh, have you challenge us, right? That'd be kind of cool. I and mean, that's something we can do. We can bring <laughs> yeah, in some extra folks. Yeah, yeah. For sure. But he's a good guy. I'm looking forward to that. So I always, you know, I, I like to push people to the edge. <laughs> As I just mentioned. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to push you here. I'm going to ask you the hardest question right out of the book. Okay. You ready? Yep. What is the one thing that mm-hmm. you know you've screwed up in the past that you learned from? That In fact, you look back at it and you say, I am so glad I screwed up at this because I am better for that mistake. That's a jugular question. Yeah, right yeah. So... <laughs> This may not be that juicy, yeah. but I oh. think, yeah, yeah. When, we'll come back to it. We can ask it later. Like you right, think, yeah, but, no, no, I'm kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> but I think when you're in the space that we're in and you try to find ways to drive efficiency, sometimes you find yourself spending a lot of money on software that you don't need. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? Yep. Um, and I could think of a couple of times where that's happened where I get it. Oh, yeah, I'm going to use all this and we're going to, you know blow it out of the water with x y and z and you know bada bing bada boom this is gonna be big and then you get so bogged down with other stuff and then trying to figure out the new the the new crap and then it's like (laughs) yeah i get i just spend that money on i will tell you here's my problem i'm right Mm -hmm. there with you Mm -hmm. uh as a business owner i sometimes see something i just think it's cool yeah and i know i can buy it for the business and i buy it Mm -hmm. it's a waste of money yep i should be i shouldn't buy that (laughs) Um, there are there are so many things out there. I I, sw- I started off by buying a, a printer that okay. I really wanted mm-hmm. when I started the company. Yeah, I wish I'd never bought that printer, <laughs> and that wasn't cheap, right? Right. Now I wished I had bought. I bought this. You know, it was a monochrome printer. It was great. Yeah. Scanner, fax. Well, who needs fax? All that stuff, right? I should have saved up and just bought a color. I need a color printer so bad. Yeah. No, I do not want to hear from a bunch of printer folks that are trying to sell me a printer. I've already, I've got it, I've got the one picked out. But there's a good example. There, you probably ought to take a pause before you mm-hmm. buy something. Do a little research. Ask the question: Do you need it right. before you go out and drop a boatload mm-hmm. of money on that? Yeah, for sure. Well, that's a good one. That's not as juicy as yeah. I was hoping. I, you know, I was, you know, I was really hoping you'd come out and say, "Don't sleep with your secretary because that screws up." Oh your yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> no, <gonna> no. <laughs> All right. Well, this is good stuff. So um, you guys, and, and we're going to come back to the carbon thread. You, you know, there are things that you do that I think are really cool, and I mm-hmm. want to drill into that. Okay. One of the things that you guys focus on is how you help people find their 
audience. Mm -hmm. And that sounds so simple, mm -hmm. right? I could say, oh, yeah, I know who my audience is. But whenever I sit down and talk to someone who is skilled at this, I end up finding it, oh, wow, that is a, there's an audience that either I may have discounted. Mm -hmm. I discounted lawyers early on. Yeah. I thought, I'm not going to, lawyers are not a target. I, I went yeah. into a couple of their offices and gave up. And I'm determining now. Lawyers are a really good target for me. Mm -hmm. I should have stuck with it. Mm -hmm. um, and, and and you could have probably said, Mark, yeah, you should have been talking to yeah. lawyers. Yeah. How do you determine that in your org? What is it that helps you? What systems do you use to find that? So it's a combination. It depends on the platform that we're going to be on. Um, I think Google, just in general, is really, really good about um, having a ton of information on users and visitors and things of that nature, especially if you have Google Analytics hooked up to the back end. Okay. Um, now, let's talk. I'm going to drill into that. Okay. So, Google Analytics, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's doing the back end work on your, on your website. Sure. It'll tell you what? So, it'll largely tell you traffic sources. Right. Right. And so, if you're running a campaign and you've tagged it, use all kind of UTM parameters, whatever it may be, it'll tell you exactly where your traffic is coming from and okay. exactly where they're landing on the website. And then once they get there, you can see exactly how much time they're spending right. and the amount of content they're consuming based on, you know, bounce rates or mm -hmm. um, average time on a page. And that will honestly give you a lot of information about who's coming to your website. Um, and it'll give you a good a good amount of information on exactly whether or not your content is compelling and it's keeping them there or if it's, it's very intense. Piece. Yeah. yeah. And, and so it may not necessarily be at times, oh, this audience member in particular, um, but it is a good starting point to see exactly where traffic is coming from, what they're doing on, on your website, and why are they leaving, and how long, how much time they're spending there. Well, big, it's a big issue. Yeah, especially yeah. if your your website's driving a lot of business to you. Right. right. So that's that's a good start. Yeah. Obviously, Facebook. I mean, once you go in Business Manager or whatnot, you can actually drill in a bit and yeah. see, and you can really, really drill down into who your audiences um, could be based mm. on hobbies, income levels, uh, interests, whatever it may be. We, we were talking about how, how LinkedIn's a little bit more pedestrian than mm -hmm. Facebook. Yeah, mm -hmm. When you get into that back end of Facebook, you can get a lot of... Yeah, it's scary. Yeah. I mean, truly, <laughs> right. Facebook knows a lot more about mm -hmm. us than we want to admit. Yeah. And it's a problem, right? And yeah. I think that'll be addressed. I see some of the things that are happening on Facebook are mm -hmm. reactions to we've got to make sure we don't lose our perceived value sure uh but the, there's there's a lot of stuff that we they information they can pull from yeah absolutely and i think another thing that i think sometimes goes overlooked is the ability for people who do have websites and you may have some sort of know-how with how to update certain things on your website or whatever it may be you can actually start to develop an audience based on people who you already have within your network yeah right? and start you there. start to tag and seg segment them out based on their behaviors, based on how you're tracking them as far as like the actions that they take on your website. And then you can start to build content specifically for them. And so if you're a business that um, has a number of different products or services and you service, you know, two or three different industries, then you can start to drill down and tailor content around each of those segments within people who are already familiar with your brand. Okay, let's do this. So uh, you drill in, you identify an audience mm -hmm. within, and you're going to tailor your content. Mm -hmm. Tailor your content sounds a little ominous to me, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, how do I tailor my content? You're going to have to, are you going to sit down with me and, and put me in a headlock and, and try to figure out what is it that speaks to that audience? How do you determine that? I mean, there's a lot of, golly, I, that's the audience. 
how do I communicate to them? Yeah. Or with them, I should say. Yeah, no, I think a really good resource for that is, oh man, I think it's called uh, Answer the Public. Have you ever seen that? No. Ooh, write yeah. this down. Yeah, check that out. Uh, and what you can do, you can go out there and you can type in one word, two word, three keywords, whatever it may be. And what it will do is that it'll perform a search on the net and it will tell you all the different search terms related to that particular topic and what people are asking in particular around it, what industry. I don't know if it tells you like the industries it comes from or they come from, but they'll give you a good amount of information on the kind of content you may need to be creating for your audience. Because if you know, hey, a lot of people that are coming to me are attorneys in your case. Well, what are attorneys out here looking for? What kind of content helps them, you know, become better at their business, whatever it may be, you can start to generate topics and ideas and write blog posts around that, around those, generate videos around that information. Um, I mean, I think it's endless what you're able to do uh, with a tool like that. Um, mm, it's extremely that. valuable. And it's a super cool looking website too. I love it. Answerthepublic.com like, is, yeah. the, is the site. Um, and there, it, it's, it's, is there a freemium version to this? Or you yeah, like go if you were to type in, let's see. I'm looking for the search bar. Bear with me here. It should yep. be right there in the home page. I am. Well, I have it shrinked on half my screen. Okay. So let's see if we can find that. We're going to. Yep, oh, right, right there. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just didn't turn out. There's a, there's a, all right. There's an old, old guy with glasses <laughs> and in a, he's evidently not in Atlanta because he's got this big old fat sweater on. He's asking me to enter something. So lawyers and social media. Is he cussing at me? He's saying he something may be. to me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, look at this. Yeah. And it gets, it's, oh, this is, this is really cool. That's a huge nugget right there. Good. And so you use this a lot. So you find this as a, a, a good source. Yeah, for sure. That's for sure. That's cool. Yeah. And in addition to like Google and other things as well. All right. Um, I'm going to move on to another question. We've got five minutes. Cool. And you know, these guys hate it when I run over. (laughs) I always do. So, um, let's see here. How can digital performance be imp- be improved? Because that's one of the things that you guys do. Yeah, improving digital performance. So we're st- this is we're moving way far ahead, mm-hmm. right? We've mm-hmm. got our content, we're rolling, we got yep. things that are happening. How do we make it better? Looking at the analytics, seeing okay. what people respond to mostly, um, and really. So I I got a funny question. Yeah, for I got sure. a funny comment yeah. here, right? Mm-hmm. So you hire a digital firm, they're driving, they're driving. You're not seeing any results. When you call them, they mm-hmm. should be able to say, "This is why." Yeah. If they're not, they're not looking at the analytics, are they? Yeah. I mean, that's the first place we start. Like before you can even, that's why we always start with like the strategy on the front end because we're going out there and we're doing research. We're looking at analytics. We're pulling down insights. We're diving into those buyer personas and understanding exactly who you need to be talking to and figure out exactly where that audience lives. And then you can start to create content around that that penetrates that particular market. That's interesting. Most business people don't have time to do that. No, you they don't. need to hire someone yeah. to do it for them. Yeah, because it's very intensive. Like it's labor intensive. I mean, it's a lot that goes into it. Tell me what that means. So, if you have an account, you're spending how many hours a month Oof. looking at those sort of things? It, it really depends on the amount of content you're pushing out. Okay. Obviously, the more content you, you're pumping out, um, then the more of a sample size you'll have to pull yeah. from, and you'll have to start to analyze those different things. Um, but I mean, if you're, say, if you're someone who's putting, putting out content on a daily basis, yep. 
Um, with software now today, I mean, you can pull that information pretty quickly and you, you know, use certain date parameters to say exactly when you ran a campaign over a 30, 60 day yeah, period. But you still got to analyze it. You still got to analyze it. You still got to pull down insights. And so like one of the things that we did, we did recently for um, a company here was a, a, a digital audit. And that's where we pulled information from, uh, um, from Google. And yep. we went and pulled information from the Facebook page and we knew exactly where their audiences were living. Um, and exactly what people were doing once they got to their website and all those different things. And so after that, you know, pulling that information is a, is, 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 uh, pretty involved within itself, but then making recommendations out of that, that speaks to exactly some of those areas that need improvement. Um, that is where, you know, you start to really put in a lot of hours and a lot of time and making sure that it's the right thing yeah. for that client. And you need someone who can, who knows what they're doing, mm-hmm. who's going to look at it and get yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. Oh, that's awesome. Well, um, Brian, I want you to share with everyone how they can find you. So hit all those websites and, yeah, those, sure. and your, your Twitter and wherever you want people to go. How can they find you? Yeah, so our website is thecarbonthread.com. Um, and the, like the Ohio yeah, State University. Exactly. Okay, yeah, the yeah. Carbon, carbon Thread, thread agency com. wasn't available for whatever reason. <laughs> Good. Um, and you can find us on Twitter at uh, the Carbon Thread. Um, IG is the same. Facebook is the same. And so we recently just relaunched the, the website. Your uh, website's cool. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate yeah, it. I like it. Yeah, I think, I think you. you guys did a good job. And so now it's, you know, drinking our own Kool-Aid now. It's That's right. putting out more content on the agency that people find valuable. That's right. You can't be the, the cobbler that doesn't have good shoes. Right. Right. Yeah, that's that's always a struggle, mm-hmm. uh, without a doubt. I I started off in the beginning, and I I struggle with that because um, I don't love I don't like posting on social media <laughs> in general, and so I've got my own team helping me with that. You so yeah, you yeah. got to make sure you're 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 putting your best for, foot forward in the space mm-hmm. that you're selling. So uh, well, thank you for being thank here. You. I oh, appreciate it's my you. My pleasure, man. Um, uh, for all of you out there, I just want to remind you that um, that we are always live on the third Thursday of each month at 3 o'clock, or just remember the third Thursday at 3. But you can listen to any of our shows 24-7 by going to businessradiox.com. Select the Gwinnett Studio, and then click on How's Your E-Presence. You'll see our show logo on there, and you can also find us on uh, how's your e-presence is anywhere itunes google play soundcloud even spotify you guys always hear me laugh my kids love it that i'm on spotify uh check out how's your e-presence podcast podcast channel for some of our other shows we've talked to shows of other folks that couldn't make it to the studio like william pate the ceo of the atlantic convention and visitors bureau and this guy cool guy tom ross who is in the uk he's the ceo of design cuts and as a social media powerhouse you should mm-hmm. catch that episode it's awesome so for more about e-presence you can find us at epresence.com me that's epresence.me because it's all about you you can also find us on any social media platform using the handle epresence me so there's a surprise until next time for my guest brian fitch i am mark galvin and this has been how's your epresence on business radio x (laughs) 